Okay, okay. Uh, we can shoot up to Corinthians one twenty-three through two. Chapter two, verse ten or eleven. Sorry, and、uh, have some folk vocalize the passage for us. I call God as my witness that it was in order to spare you that I did not return to Corinth. Not that we lorded over your faith, but we work with you for your joy. Because it is by faith you stand firm. So I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you, for if I grieve you, who is left to make me? Whom I have grieved. I wrote as I did, so that when I came, I should not be distressed by those who ought to make me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you that you would all share my joy. For I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart, and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. If anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you, to some extent. Not to put it too severely, the punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient for him. Now, instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him, so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. Another reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Okay. So、um, this is our third foray into the first few chapters of Second Corinthians.、Um, if you recall, our first study covered、uh, this topic of comfort, right? And Paul was、uh, speaking about、uh, how comfort.、Uh, As Paul was going through、uh, a hard time,、um, it wasn't just about getting through that difficulty.、Uh, he saw that as a means by which、uh, he could be a, a vessel or an instrument of comfort. And just kind of just by way of review,、uh, sometimes we tend to、um, kind of. Internalize or kind of focus on ourselves, and when we're going through something very hard, it it is、um, like sometimes all we can do is just you know survive, make it through, right? But through the grace of God,、um, the one potential purpose or one potential benefit or fruit of surviving or making it through something hard、uh, is that.、Um, We can be a blessing to others, right? And and I think that 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 kind of understanding can help us, right, to make it through. Help us to、um, persevere. Help us to have the、uh, wherewithal to、um, 
continue to uh, press on and uh, see the light at the end of, of the tunnel, that it's not just um, about my situation, but you know, God's equipping us, I think, to not only um, figure out what we're going through, but may, maybe be a, a, a benefit uh, to others. Um, so I think that kind of enlarges or broadens um, our perspective on, on adversity and on distress and on suffering and on heartache, right? that it is not uh, just a, kind of a, a localized or nuclear kind of experience, uh, but that especially in the body of Christ, um, there can be uh, fuller benefits and, 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 and wider blessings than, you know, we might realize uh, at the time we're going through something. Okay, and then um, Paul goes kind of into maybe the purpose of the letter, uh, our most recent study. Um, uh, Paul's trying to explain, maybe even rationalize, why, um, or he's responding to his critics, right, uh, who um, pointed out or kind of criticized him for not making good on uh, a commitment that he made. He had told them that he would visit them um, on his most recent travels. He would go there one time, which he did, interacted with them. And then when he departed, he said that he would come back to see them, but he didn't. Um, and that is one of the reasons why people are questioning his leadership. Um, they are kind of contending with some of his challenges and some of the spiritual authority that he's trying to um, demonstrate, uh, again, as a benefit to, to, to help the Corinthians get through some of their struggles. Uh, but they're not even hearing what he's saying because they question his mm, credibility. And so Paul has been kind of laying the groundwork, trying to explain that he didn't do it because he was, um, you know, his, his changed his mind, his, uh, he vacillated or that's just who he was. But what um, he's trying to just explain to them uh, the spiritual reason why he had to change directions. He had to change his plans, right? Now, I think uh, just again, maybe thinking about it a little bit, um, I think, the kind of the skeptic in me, or maybe in you, uh, may kind of fault Apostle Paul for taking this approach, meaning 
uh, that he is trying to almost uh, make an apologetic for why he didn't go. And um, maybe some people are persuaded, others are not. Uh, because it sounds like he's trying to spiritualize his um, reason for not going. Uh, and all that. So I think Paul spends the next, the, the passage that we're on right now to kind of give it more, a, a deeper basis uh, to explain why he didn't come in person the second time. And we, we learn that um, he did it because uh, the way that I view it is that he did it because it would not be spiritually beneficial for him to be there, right? His physical presence, his uh, being there in person would actually um, hamper uh, the ultimate goal that Paul has. Right? And what's Paul, what was Paul's goal um, it, it looks like he really wanted the Corinthians and whoever the offender, uh, there, there seems to be an offender, right? A, a someone who is unrepentant. Um, Paul is trying to um, accomplish the ultimate goal that these individuals, and, and I guess the Corinthian church as a whole, uh, experience a kind of restoration with God, a reconciliation, a repentance uh, with God. And with that as his spiritual motive, right, I guess Paul um, is able to say with a clear conscience that he deemed that the change of plans to not make a second personal visit was uh, whatever God's will or better for the situation or the wisest thing that he could do, right? Even if it meant that the Corinthians would criticize him afterwards, even if it meant prolonging the issue, even if it meant that um, he would have to wait and until um, other means, other, like Titus, he's going to talk about Titus later on and, and all that. So um, it's interesting, right, um, uh, to, to see kind of Paul's approach uh, to this spiritual problem. I think um, there is kind of, uh, I think there's, there's not beauty, I don't want to say beauty, but there's kind of a, just a kind of a very deep and abiding commitment and love for um, the Corinthians, right? And Paul is motivated by what's best uh, for them. In other words, he could have maintained like very friendly relations. Uh, he could have been politically or relationally very, 
kind of tactful, right? But in his approach, in his heart, it seems like that would have um, not been what was best for the Corinthians, right? So he's motivated by love for them. And that complicates right, the situation. Right? Sometimes in our efforts to love the people God has placed in our lives, be it family or friends or brothers and sisters or people in the community or coworkers, right? Um, and sometimes I think love uh, can lead us to say things or to uh, take certain stances or positions that is not going to be welcomed or appreciated by the beloved. Um, I think God does that with us, right? God doesn't always give in or concede or even like accept uh, what we want when we are in um, certain situations or certain uh, attitudes. Sometimes he does, right? God in his wisdom is able to kind of take uh, pretty much like where we are and work it to his, to, the, to, to our good. Um, but there are times when, you know, he will not budge. He will take a stand against us. And it's only when we realize that that is for our benefit that we can um, experience uh, you know, like submission to him, obedience to him, uh, submit, um, kind of trusting his way over whatever we feel we want. And uh, so I think um, kind of positively construed, that is what Paul is trying to convey. Um, uh, that's what he was trying to do. And that's why he had to make these kinds of changes in his plans. Right? Now, it's a little kind of difficult to kind of reconstruct exactly what happened. There is not enough specific details uh, as to what the issue was, who the people involved were, what Paul said, you know, we just know from these verses and some other parts of Second Corinthians that um, these were like difficult issues and um, things to kind of struggle with, right? It wasn't like a simple, you know, problem. Um, and Paul kind of painstakingly uh, tries to walk them through it. Um, or that that's what he was doing. Um, so, you know, the commentaries I read and, and the passages that I kind of looked at, um, there's no like super clear um, kind of timeline, but I tried to make one <laughs> for us so that at least you can have some frame of reference, whether, you know, there can be some alterations or adjustments to it right you know like different commentaries will have different views so i'm gonna pop that up on the chat um i think there were four kind of steps that were taken right and we can go back to the first corinthians letter 
where Paul, you know, brought up a lot of kind of the, 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 the concerns that he had for the first Corinthians, right. For the Corinthian church, although they had a lot of positive things going for them, there was much to be uh, burdened with. And particularly, if you recall in first Corinthians five, um, he uh, challenges them about their uh, kind of willingness to allow uh, a kind of a immoral situation, right? That a man had relations with his mother, it says. But, uh, you know, I think most, I think all commentators say that it's his stepmother, right? But there was a relationship, an illicit relationship between them, but the Corinthians were tolerating it, right? They knew, they should have known that this did not, not please God. So Paul is writing all those things, you know, and uh, you can imagine the Corinthians, whether they, you know, took it well or, or you know, reacted badly to it. Um, but Paul, uh, you know, which he mentions, he makes the first visit to Corinth on his way to uh, Macedonia, right? And uh, there, from what can be pieced together or what commentators uh, uh, believe happened was that Paul confronted them. He challenged the, the body. Uh, the, the Corinthian body there, but the inaction remained play, in place. And it seems that Paul, there's, there's kind of a personalization of it um, that, you know, the offender, whoever that may be, whether it's an individual or a group of people, they, uh, I guess, uh, whatever, sinned against Paul. Again, we're not given great detail or any detail, um, and it's not even clear if the issue is this, you know, first Corinthians five guy or, you know, situation, but something happened during that first visit that, uh, Paul, it was so painful, right. That Paul says, I didn't, I changed my mind and did not return to Corinth to spare you, right. That this, that for him to go back and maybe Lockhorns again was going to be counterproductive, right? And that instead of furthering them along in their journey to change, to um, be right before God, uh, this would result in, um, I don't know, maybe almost something irreconcilable or kind of you know, the people would become too hardened or something would happen that Paul felt would not bring about um, the outcome. Now, I don't think Paul's afraid to, to confront them again, right? Because, you know, even in that first Corinthians five, he says, you know, hand that man over to Satan and let this be, you know, drilled out of him kind of, you know, Paul's not afraid to kind of, um, you know, uh, do the hard thing. Right. But in this instance, not going was the better choice in his mind. Whether the Corinthians accepted it, whether we accepted it or not, that's Paul's explanation. So instead, he wrote what I'm calling a 1.5 <laughs> Corinthians, right? A letter that we don't have, but there's reference to it that instead of going to make a second visit, he wrote a pretty strong letter, right? 
whatever that means. <laughs> like first Corinthians, second Corinthians seems pretty strong, but 1.5 is perhaps the most stringent one to the missive for him to, to do. But it had a good response. It led to repentance of the offender, whoever he or they are. And then the Corinthians too, there was sincerity, there was uh, a kind of um, a change of heart uh, for them. And a, a lot of the, I guess, the, the distrust and a lot of the questioning of Paul with respect to this situation uh, got resolved, right? And that's what Titus comes and tells him, which we'll get to like in chapter six, I think, way down the line, right? But again, those that chose to remain critical, I guess, questioned uh, Paul's unreliability. And so he writes uh, what's called the second Corinthians letter. And uh, Paul is, again, like explaining what he did. And as we go through it, we'll see his kind of attempt at bringing or, or like resolving the, the impasse with some of the Corinthians, a, a real reconciliation, right? So um, if this helps kind of process what Paul is, what has happened and also what Paul is saying here, um, uh, that's good, right? It helped me kind of, at least get a try to get a handle on uh, some of these kind of um, aspects. Okay, so that was more than an intro. It was an intro plus kind of a general overview. But uh, is there any um, questions or comments so far? Uh, we have more to kind of think about, I think, in the passage, but I wanted to offer any, uh, if you guys want to raise anything or please, this is your chance. Okay, you're not precluded from going back to it as we go along, but kind of wanted to look at um, what Paul uh, offers as his reason for um, not going, he wanted to spare them kind of a, pain, a painful experience, right? So my question for us to kind of consider together is what made the situation so painful for Paul or for the Corinthians that he decided against you know, physically going instead writing a letter what what do you think made it so hard uh, for Paul to return maybe there are a lot of arguments and uh, confrontations yeah yeah, uh, you know, the unpleasantness of it, um, kind of the, the draining nature, right? Sometimes, you know, when we're in conflict, when we're uh, in confrontation, it really is kind of like a, a, a really bad feeling. But um, do you think that's really what made Paul like avoidant here? I think it, it just uh, 
situation is so like difficult that even Paul wants to show them love, but probably every day he's going through his discipline and then being harsh. And then they probably also question his motivation and why he would do certain things. Maybe like that. It just you know, make things. It's just to going the opposite way. Paul probably wants. That's why he's he's saying he's a, he wants to show love. He he has great love for them, but it's so painful. It just things probably going to the opposite way. Thank you. Other. Things that people think, what made it, what did Paul want to be spared of, spare them of, or what is painful? Um, I guess like, just, I guess just looking at the, the first couple of verses of chapter two, I mean, he seems to make a lot about uh, if there was something um, in terms of his his like expectation from them, like that it was even more painful because these were people that in his mind um, uh, should be bringing him joy, but it was like, you know, all the more painful that this was. So I guess, you know, it was something about the closeness of the relationship and that that like the kind of normal mode should be that this is a, a life-giving relationship, but that the fact that it had gotten to such a kind of deteriorated to that point that it was like especially painful. So it's it's almost like he's saying he he didn't want to repeat that and that you know is hoping that the letter might change the dynamic so that when he does come then then he could experience that sort of joy again. I don't know, that was my sort of reading of it. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Um, so somehow, yeah, like the like going through it again might, I think we've said it, kind of do more harm. Um, and so a, 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 maybe a different means of uh, try to convey the same thing. Um, like maybe, you know, a face-to-face -face, um, discussion or, or argument, um, it just kind of riles up too much and it, it, you, you lose the chance to really make substantive progress. And so by having a letter which might be less threatening, I don't know, okay. Okay, um, I mean, I think, you know, what Hanfei said, that that's the first thing that came to my mind, that, um, you know, it's very unpleasant. And so um, it would be hard to do that. But I, I think Paul is, when you read about his personality and, and, and like he's such a, a, I guess, a passionate and, and passionate man and, uh, you know, evangelist, um, like a bastion for truth. Um, somehow I feel that Paul could, you know, handle it, right, for himself. Uh, so I, I, I tend to think that it's somehow that the Corinthians, he felt that the Corinthians would have 
um, it would have um, undermined their their kind of path or their um, what they needed to go through to 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 get to where he wanted them to be. So um, it was again like somehow for their benefit as opposed to his own. Right. Um, I, I wonder if there was a timing issue as well. Like if Paul went there at a certain time and we're not told like how long the letter took to get there or, or whatnot, right? Those aren't, we're not privy to those details, but um, somehow I think when it came the opportunity for Paul to go, uh, I wonder if there was a timing issue. Like if I go now, they're still not going to really receive this well. I, I think there's there's probably wisdom, you know, kind of intertwined with with, with timing a lot of times, like, you know, uh, by giving some space, giving some uh, distance, sometimes that helps a person, right, to um, build up the strength or the courage um, to kind of respond, right? Like, um, I, I wonder if, you know, what was painful, or the most painful that Paul um, even wanted to avoid uh, was, you know, what if I go there and, you know, we, we duke it out and it doesn't help. In fact, maybe it kind of, cuts off the relationship maybe they won't listen to me ever again and that in an unrepentant state right paul has no more kind of access uh, to kind of help them through it um if you've ever like been in conversation with someone or really care for someone so much and they are, let's say involved with something or have a, a certain uh, state of state of heart, um, the coldness of heart towards God, or they're doing something really destructive and um, you really want to, you know, share God's love, God's truth with them. And if they're like, We'll say hardened or they're unwilling to change or they're like they you know, maybe they're defensive and they throw it back at you um to be the to be the person who cares who 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 does this let's say based on god's compassion and and god's god's word now that's one of the most painful kind of um, experiences to go through that someone you love someone that you really care for you know for uh, maybe out of stubbornness or maybe out of you know they're just kind of ups they're just kind of full of you know just uh, whatever drowning in their sin or or they just choose to kind of uh, ref they refuse their, their recalcitrant they refuse to listen um, to see them, right, suffer the consequences of sin or being uh, kind of distant from God, 
to to be a witness to that to be someone who like um watches that or, or observes that um that's a very difficult right? if you're if you really care for a person right and, and they've been doing some, something self-destructive it's it's so painful right to kind of have, and then you can't really do anything about it. You can't repent for them. You can't like force them to change. All, all you can do is, I think, pray for them and, and wait until either God changes the circumstances or gives you the right words or changes their heart or something like that. I wonder if that was what was motivating Paul. Um, that he, even though he could go there and like he says what, I, I could lord it over you, right? Uh, 24 not that we 124 not that we lorded over your faith right? but we work with you for your joy you know paul had the gumption and, and the experience and the right to the authority to just kind of like pound on them if you wanted right he could have i think i don't know i don't know what the polity was i don't know exactly the, their kind of structure but you know he was in a position to do that but again he deemed that to be to not accomplish the most important goal which would be for them to be right with god right and the prospect that they would not receive the truth well or you know they would not land at the right spot and maybe potentially um you know walk away or or be you know just darkened in relationship with him that was what he couldn't handle or that's what was he was afraid of and so he needed to try something else even though it's pro protracted protracted yeah uh, right it, it, it elongated the time frame and, and and other things came at risk that's what paul kind of struggled with okay Chew on that. Uh, we can talk more afterwards. I'm going to move to the next question, though. Uh, what can be learned from Paul's handling of the crisis? Do you think it's exemplary or is there room for improvement? Uh, you know, I feel a little bad critiquing Paul's methodology here, but, uh, you know, I've kind of done my own apologetic, I think, of him. But how about you guys? Like, a lot of you guys uh, take care of people, you minister, you serve. And and uh, your leaders, but uh, what what kind of things are like? Hey, this was really good, or man, I'm not sure I would do that kind of thing. A anything come to mind? I don't know if this is a critique of Paul's handling, but I guess like, um, I think one of the hardest things is knowing when to say things and when not to say things. And, um, like you said that, uh, you know, Paul probably didn't go and, and use this uh, letter, letter writing method so that uh, wouldn't cause them more pain or give them a chance to repent or, and which, which they did, right? But um, 
I think that's always like, um, you know, the that big struggle. And uh, I guess I, I, I kind of wonder how Paul, you know, concluded the way he did. Like, how did he, it's always like, in Ezekiel, where, you know, you're, you're the watchman, right? You're taking care of, he's taking care of his sheep. So, you know, he said his piece, does he need to say it some more or, um, or, or just let them be. And like you said, like God really, and pray and wait for God to change them. Um, so, yeah. just thinking out loud like you know what I think um I would be more like what Hanfei was saying that um I think the situation was just so painful for him that it's like okay kind of he already said it so he already did what God asked him which is to point out the truth right to them so now it's up to God <laughs> kind of thing yeah yeah the the wisdom or, or lack thereof seems to be kind of the uh the biggest like thing that of interest but we're not really told like why he doesn't like reveal his you know process uh, to us right um yeah, right. We all want an algorithm. Unfortunately, there is none. I mean, you know, this can be, let me just say something, just go quick on that, is, you know, like parenting, this comes up in parenting so much, right? Like, you know, those of you that with with uh, older kids, right? Like when to kind of move in and come down come down hard on your kids and when you got to kind of back off and, and, and give them space. I mean, you know, I don't think there is a algorithm or a formula or one-stop shopping on this thing. Right. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder if um, uh, my sense of Paul's kind of personal character is that he tends to be more of a fireball like, you know, a couple, couple episodes in his life, like we, we, you know, read about would be that, um, you know, he got into a sharp argument with Barnabas. Right? And Barnabas was supposed to be the one, the, the one more kind of grace, the more grace guy for John Mark. And Paul was the, no, we can't take this guy, like a, the, the truth guy. And, um, you know, the other one would be how he, he opposed Peter to his face, right? I mean, there, you know, there's good reason for it, right? But, you know, he's just like kind of a very like fireball kind of a um, character. And the kind of, you know, as we read about the painful experience, I'm wondering if it's more of that very um, uh, fireball kind of personality of himself coming out. And, uh, you know, and, you know, he's basically saying the second visit is going to be another painful visit to you, right? And so it's, I'm just feeling if he, may, you know, maybe he 
recognize this time through or you know god's telling him hey you know this time maybe you should try another approach right you know give him some time and distance so in that sense you know there is a, and you know i don't know when corinthians was written with respect to these other episodes of his life right you know i um but uh kind of there is that process maybe he is learning to kind of restrain himself because even you know as much as he probably is justified in the way you know he's rebuking them there are actual times when you know even when you behave that way the wrong things come out or come across right you know and think about the time i yell at my kids right occasionally you know i might have said things that you know that probably is not you know as appropriate to say or in too mean of a fashion or or cut too deep that scarred him right and you know maybe you know this is him kind of self-correcting and kind of say hmm, maybe you know i should just knowing myself right back off a little bit this time so you know i think that's uh maybe he and i think the fact that he was shocked at their repentance right that he was like you know he no not shocked but he was surprised by the repentance kind of says perhaps he wasn't actually expecting this approach to have achieved this effect or not kind of totally you know thought that would happen you know given how recalcitrant the corinthians were so perhaps he himself is like yeah i'm learning something in my ministry too yeah so that's how i see it yeah that, that, i think that's helpful dave uh, i like the course correction idea uh, or kind of that that's yeah, it's very helpful to us because you know we don't have the answers and so sometimes we have to make a choice and it might not be the best one but then we learn from it Any other uh, offers? Yeah, I, I guess like um, maybe some of what Dave was saying is uh, food for thought for me because I, I, I kind of get, uh, maybe I'm just sort of superficial in that I, I, I keep kind of getting stuck on this idea of the letter because um, you know, nowadays we always say like, oh, if you need to work something out, like do it in person, like don't send an email or, you know, um, but in, you know, in this, in this particular case, like this was, um, you know, the way he chose and, and it was for their good and, and it seems to have uh, worked, you know, worked out. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wonder uh, if, if it was occurring if, if something like this happened now, you know, would he take the same approach? But I guess some of what um, I want to think through more is just maybe like what Dave was saying is that it also kind of has to do with what he's like, you know, in particular and what was sort of right for that relationship. And um, yeah, in any case, I'm just... Okay, fireball boy. <laughs> fireball man. Just kidding. Hmm. Um, I guess um, 
like where I've landed is the the wisdom comes from I think the the, the most important is this right okay let me let me just process this with you guys one of the most important kind of discernments to make in this kind of arena is uh, like what kind of relationship do you have with the person so I, I don't feel like a, like a personality or an approach one size fits all right that um, the I guess the strength of the relationship or the history of the relationship or the the current state of the relationship or <clears throat> what that person, how that person understands the relationship, all, all those things um, can influence or should influence uh, kind of when we need to press and when we need to kind of let up. Again, that does, that's not like a, a strong answer, but I mean, a, a super clear and, and, and kind of, you know, always applicable answer but i feel like um if we read that wrong um it, it's usually to to the detriment of let's say the most important thing which is helping a person get back closer to god it's not an excuse right you can't say oh i can't talk to him because i'm not close to them uh, that's not what i'm saying like you know uh, you, you may need to communicate this, but in, in a way that is not like natural to you or easy to you, like some of the stuff that Dave was saying. Um, but, you know, if God puts it upon our heart and our responsibility for us to communicate it, we have to. Um, but it's not easy. I don't know if this is a commentary of our times, but it just seemed like in uh, Apostle Paul's time, it didn't take that long to build those kind of relationships. Like, I think he spent the longest with the Ephesians, right? And that was just a few years. Yet, again, I don't know if it's a commentary of our times, but I feel like um, our current current um, society is not not just three years, sometimes 10 years, 20 years, you can't, you still can't build that kind of relationship. Not sure why. And not even, even for myself. Yeah, I think I know what you're getting at. Um, I don't know the answer, or I, I don't quite have a grasp with that too. I think, yeah, maybe in general, people are a little bit more I don't know are they non-responsive or are they kind of more stubborn these days or it just in the past they were like that too it's just kind of wasn't socially acceptable to question authority or to question you know people that are older than you or something and, and i'm not quite sure how to do that my gut tells me that yeah people don't build relationships fast enough or strong enough you know but then when i look at myself and god i go man i've known him for you know decades and i still like you know, question the, the smallest slight or the, the smallest perceived grievance that I have against him. So maybe, you know, in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, right, 
that's why we need an eternity to kind of you know, have that kind of long-term trust. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to conclude with my last question. Uh, and what gave Paul the strength? Um, I mean, you know, we can say that he loved them and, and all that kind of stuff, but any, uh, like, you guys, any insights on, like, because this is not an easy thing, right, for Paul to do. And, and in a sense, he could have walked away offended. He could have walked away, um, you know, uh, what is it? Washed, washed his hands. Like, uh, who was it, Joe? No. One of you guys said, um, you know, I told him, right? Paul did his duty. But what makes him willing to kind of um, wait it out and and see, uh, you know, their restoration or their, their repentance um, um, take place. Well, I mean, you know, Christ's love, uh, Jesus. <laughs> um, you know, that's how Jesus loved us. So um, to kind of just constantly sticks with us until we get it right so um yeah and i think in imitation of christ paul was doing that um no matter how many times they may nail him to the cross um paul continues that's really cute joe nailed him to the cross <laughs> i love that gesticulation <laughs> oh it was a it was air course it wasn't the hammer um i think that some of paul's testimony i wonder if he thinks about that a lot of you know like he was basically an enemy to christians right so he was kind of like the number one enemy of all of the church essentially and the fact that he became saved and um you know met jesus i think i wonder if that like is kind of what dave had said previously like part of why he's such a fireball too of like he's so passionate for you know the church and for the people that he meets i wonder because he just remembers like how far gone he was like in his previous life um, I don't know, like, I don't know, like sometimes, you know, it's like you, your life was saved because you wore a seatbelt in a car accident or something. Right. And then it's like the next day after that, like, I want, you know, the way that you view life or like you relationships or people like, I mean, there's just so many stories of people who, um, do incredible things, you know, after kind of situations like that. I wonder if he felt like that too. Yeah, that's helpful, Alice. The grace of God was just all like controlling and, and, and strengthening for him. I think it's my, my observation there. So it feels like a, um, number one, I think it seems like Paul actually knows uh, Corinthians pretty well, knows the updates of uh, the congregation there somehow. And also there's a kind of underlying trust of occurring things, you know, following, like being obedient to Paul's request. 
So I think it seems like the, the underlying connection is kind of strong and there's, you know, pretty deep trust there. So eventually they would come to um, do the right thing yeah. somehow that that gave Paul hope or gave him the strength to keep going. Okay. Because he, he, he went as far as like a, you know, to affirm Allah to that person. I, I know you guys actually, you know, basically stand a test, you know, it feels like he, he, there's some kind of affirmative things of what they did. So it seems like there's some, yeah, element of obedience and also connection. there. Um, I, I would just uh, offer that um, some of Paul's love is so selfless um, that uh, no matter what the Corinthians kind of how they treat him or, you know, whatever criticism or kind of ungratefulness, unfairness that they show him. Um, uh, he kind of, um, I think he's egoless, if I could use that word, like he's able to really care for them because he's not in it to be affirmed or appreciated or, um, you know, liked. Right? That what he wants to do is he, he wants to see the Corinthians brought back to God at all costs and uh, so even though this is killing him, right, even though this is like eating his heart out, um, he knows that his love for them is that uh, selfless. Like he doesn't, he, he could, you know, he talks about, you know, dying or, or being, you know, experiencing death later on, on behalf of the Corinthians. And I think that's exactly what he's, willing to do or they's committed to do so that um, even if this is like so hard for him and, and, and gut-wrenching, um, he won't waver on his uh, dedication to them. Um, I see that kind of in when he talks about forgiveness, right? He says, oh, don't worry about me, right? It doesn't matter that I'm grieved or that the offense was done against me. If you guys forgive them, then that's what's most important, right? You you already somehow meted out punishment. You you disciplined. You inflicted him, the guy, and uh, now you know it's time to bring him back. And if you guys are willing to bring him back, then no matter what he's done to me, as long as what he's done to you is is kind of rectified, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, <laughs> that's so hard to do, right? Like even in our like even parenting in our like almost bottomless love and self-sacrificial love for our kids, if they treat us, you know, poorly, if they are like uh, super kind of whatever, ungrateful or they hate us or, you know, they, they make our lives miserable to a certain extent, I think, you know, most parents will stay the course, but you know, there can come a time when, you know, it, it's too, it's just, it, it's too devastating. It's too like uh, self-emptying and um, a parent has to really 
uh, I think, think through like, you know, what, what does my love, uh, what's it based on? Is it, you know, how real is it? What, you know, uh, what's it for? Um, somehow Paul has seems to have, he's done that homework. Now, it's not like if you read the rest of second Corinthians, Paul takes his, his slices. He takes his, he takes, he, 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 he jabs the Corinthians often enough saying, you know, that, Hey, you know, whatever you guys should have done this, or at the end he goes, I'm going to come again. <laughs> Basically he says, I'm going to kick your butt, you know, that kind of thing. So it's not like Paul doesn't, he doesn't have like the, he's not like um, some sort of like a person who, like is 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 timid or 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 whatever or whatnot, but um, somehow he's subordinated that ego, that right that he has, the power that he wields, the authority that God's given him uh, in love. Right? That love guides his exercise of those things, because only love, the the depth of what does he say, the depth of my love for you. Uh, only that is going to really accomplish, again, the, the most loving thing is that the Corinthians return to God. Amen. That's it, folks, for tonight. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, um, as we try to get into the mind of Paul a little bit and think about our own expressions of love, our own uh, the, the, the Corinthian, the times that we've been the Corinthians and the time that we have Corinthians uh, that we, we want them to um, return to the Lord. Um, we are just, um, just need your help. We need, as Joe uh, spoke of, we need Jesus's example and, and, and power and inspiration uh, to guide us through um, if indeed the uh, self emptying that, that it, it observation is correct help us to have that uh, amongst uh, or for the people that that we you've called us to love uh, as we've talked about wisdom and we've talked about self um, course correction uh, please grant us to grant that to us lord so that um, we can love others we can serve others we can minister to others we can lead others we can grow with others uh, in 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 the manner and, and the pace that you um, uh, desire for us thank you for our brothers and sisters uh, willingness to uh, to be uh, led to be loved and to love and lead in turn uh, we uh, thank you for tonight and uh, watch over our, please watch over our fellowship. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.